Bismillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Innal hamdalillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiru wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Man yahdihillahu fahuwa almuhtad wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل يا أيها الكافرون لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم ولي دين سورة الكافرون إذا مكن صورة and it is six آيات as القرطبي always says he mentions this at the beginning of each صورة whether it is a مكن صورة or whether it is a مدني صورة سورة الكافرون is one of the two سورة الإخلاص we all know سورة الإخلاص as being قل هو الله أحد but سورة الكافرون is also considered as سورة الإخلاص it is one of the two سورة الإخلاص and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he would read these two سورز قل يا أيها الكافرون in the first ركعة and قل هو الله أحد in the second ركعة in a number of prayers for example he would read سورة الكافرون and سورة الإخلاص in the Sunnah before صلاة الفجر and he said that these two rak'at khayrun min ad-dunya wa ma fiha he said that these two rak'at before fajr they are better than the whole world and what it contains Allahu Akbar and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he would also recite these two surahs in the sunnah after maghrib and he would also recite these two surah in the two rak'ah after tawaf after you do tawaf seven times around the Kaaba, then the sunnah is for you to pray two rak'at and the reason why they are called surah al-ikhlas because the two surahs like we mentioned they include the pure ikhlas sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and also praising him for his perfect attributes Bismillahirrahmanirrahim قل يا أيها الكافرون. Whenever we see in a surah that the ayah begins with قل, that means this is addressing the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And whenever the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is being addressed, then we ask ourselves the question: Is the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم being addressed here alone, or does his ummah also fall under this khitab, or is the ummah also being addressed? But in this case, it is for the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and for his ummah as well. For the order is for the Prophet ﷺ but it is also applicable to his ummah for the order is to call out the kuffar Ya ayyuhal kafirun whether you call them out loudly if they are present or in your heart if they are not or you are not able to call them out loud but even if you're not able to call it out loud then you must believe it in your heart and are you calling them and you address them to make your stance clear that they are not from you and you are not from them you disassociate yourself from them and from everything that they worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ الْكَافِرُونَ all of the kuffar 
all of the disbelievers, regardless of their type, for they are all included in this ayah, whether they are the mushrikun, whether they are the Yahud, whether they are the Nasara, whether they are the communists, whether they are the atheists, all of them are included in this ayah. But as Ibn Kathir, he said, that although it is addressing all of the kuffar, it's specifically, no doubt, addressing Quraysh. For subhanallah, Quraysh, in their ignorance, they invited the Prophet wasallam to worship their idols for a year, and they worship Allah for a year. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala radda alayhim he refuted them by sending down this surah this surah was revealed disassociating from their religion completely قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ مَّا عَبَدْتُمْ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَّا أَعْبُدُ فَإِنْشَاءَ we're going to take A number 2 and A number 3 and A number 4 and A number 5 together because subhanAllah they cannot really be separated from one another most of what we are going to say is in regards to all of these ayat being together لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ This is A number 2 and A number 3. I do not worship what you worship, nor are you worshippers of what I worship. وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ مَا عَبَدْتُمْ A number 4. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ A number 5. Nor will I be a worshipper of what you worship, nor will you be a worshipper of what I worship. لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ مَا عَبَدْتُمْ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ For each of the ayat is repeated twice, with a slight difference in the second and the fourth ayat. فَوَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ أي number 3 أي number 5 لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ مَا عَبَدْتُمْ They are similar in meaning, but the structure of them is a little bit different. For each of these ayat is repeated twice with a slight difference in the second and the fourth ayat. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ I do not worship what you worship. I do not worship يعني the false idols that you worship. Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ Nor are you worshippers of what I worship or who I worship. يعني you do not truly worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not dedicate all your worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, what do you do? You associate partners with him, with the idols that you worship. But you claim that you worship these idols to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have fallen into major shirk. And then the mufassirun, they had a lot of difference of opinion as to why these ayat are repeated. And inshallah we'll summarize four of these opinions and the fourth one is the most correct one as stated by Ibn Taymiyyah. For the first opinion as to why these ayat are repeated yani why a number two and a number four are repeated and why why a number three and number five are repeated they said the first one it, it, as we've taken before is that it is for a tawkid for a tawkid repetition which serves as a confirmation مثلاً, we said this is repetition which serves as a confirmation and to show the enormity of this issue for as a lot of the mufassirun said they said that this opinion is weak because the two ayat must be identical in order for tawkid or confirmation to be applicable for when you say la a'budu and wala ana abidun in ayah number two and ayah number four you say la a'budu ma ta'budun and then you say wala ana abidun ma abattum they are not the same structure the verb it differs one of them a'bud and one of them is abid for this is a different structure of the verb for this qawl is da'if as a shaykh ibn Uthaymin he said and then the second opinion was that la a'bud is for the present 
وَالْوَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ is for the future. Similarly, the first, وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ is referring to the present, while the second applies to the future. يعني that is, I will not worship what you worship now or in the future. And that you will not worship what I worship now or in the future. This قول is also problematic because يعني there could be some from the disbelievers who accept Islam later on, as was the case with a lot of the Sahaba. So you saying وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدْ Now, that, that works. But when you say وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدْ In the future, then how can this be the case when some of the Sahaba accepted Islam? And then they responded to this. They say that Allah is only addressing those he knew would not accept Islam with these ayat. And this is also a weak qawl. Wallahu alam. And also, subhanAllah, you can apply the same ruling to it. فَأَنْتَ تَقُولْ وَلَا in the future. Are you guaranteed that you will remain on Islam till the day that you die in the future? Allahu alam. You do not know this. For this is why they said that this qawl is, is weak. The third opinion is that the first occurrence of these two ayat, i.e. when you say, لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد It is referring to the deities. It is referring to the deities. لا أعبد ما تعبدون I do not worship what you worship. ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد Nor do you worship what I worship. يعني I do not worship your false deities nor do you worship the true deity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the fourth and the fifth ayah ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد Then this is referring to the way the deities are worshipped. That is the way I worship Allah is not like the way you worship your idols and the way you worship your idols is not like how I worship Allah. But this qawl is also da'if, they said, because subhanAllah, the two ayat, they don't give an impression that we are addressing the way that you are worshipping. And then the fourth qawl, which is the most correct opinion, which Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he classified this one as the most correct opinion. He said that the first occurrence of these two ayat, la a'budu ma ta'budun, wa la antum a'biduna ma a'bud, that I do not worship as an action. You know, the worship is an action here. What you worship, the idols, nor do you worship what I worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, this is the fi'l, the action of worshipping. So this is, لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد. As for the second occurrence of this ayat, ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد. Then the second one is negating the acceptance. So for the first one, you are negating the fi'l. You are negating the fi'l of worshipping. Now you are negating the acceptance. Yani I only accept the way I worship Allah and I do not accept the way you worship your idols. Similarly you only accept the way you worship and you do not accept the way that I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For in general if you were to combine all of these together you say I do not worship your idols nor do I accept their worship. Similarly you do not worship Allah nor do you accept the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we said that this is the most correct opinion as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeated these ayat as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen he said it is sound and it has no problems and contradictions in it because this is a principle in understanding the Quran firstly that there is no contradiction in the Quran and that there is nothing that is repeated in the Quran with no purpose. This is a qaida that we must understand. For if we understand this qaida, then we must understand why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeated these ayat. There must be a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeated them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not repeat anything for no reason. Because if we say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeated something in the Quran for no reason, then it necessitates that the Quran has laghu, wal-iyadu billah, that it has idle speech, that it's superfluous, there's something that's not necessary in the Quran, wal-iyadu billah. And Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala is far removed from this. For the Quran is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far removed from speaking Allahu. La 
تعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم وليدين لكم دينكم وليدين يعني the closest English translation for you is your religion and to me is my religion لكم دينكم for you is the way that you worship your idols your deen and it was called the deen although it is wrong and it is falsehood but it was called the deen because they believed in it and they implemented it even if it was false and some of the Mufassirun they also mentioned that this is referring to the deen meaning the recompense يعني you will see the evil recompense for the deeds you implemented as part of your false deen لكم دينكم وليدين for me is the way that I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يعني the deen of Islam Similarly, if it refers to the recompense, it means I will see the good recompense for the good deeds I implemented as part of the deen of Islam, which is the haqq. And some scholars, they mentioned that this surah was revealed before the obligation of jihad. And when jihad was obligated, then this surah became abrogated or became mansukh. Because after jihad, the kuffar or the kufr of the kuffar is not accepted. We cannot say, لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَلِيَدِينَ لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَلِيَدِينَ And we will let you practice your religion, although it is batil. However, يعني, as a lot of the Mufassirun said, that the surah does not contradict the obligation of jihad for us to say that it is abrogated or mansukh because we disassociate ourselves from what the Yahud and the Nasara, what they worship besides Allah. And if they were to continue practicing the, the Yahudiya and the Nasraniya, then they can continue doing so under the Islamic State if they pay the jizya, they are humiliated by paying the jizya. They can continue to practice their deen and they pay the jizya. And they pay the jizya. But this is only applicable to the Yahud and the Nasara. لا نقر المشركين على شركين We do not, subhanAllah, ratify the shirk of the mushrikeen as a lot of people, subhanAllah, they say these days. You have your deen and I have my deen and we'll, we'll agree to disagree. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ This is not what the ayah is saying at all. And they use the dalil of this ayah. لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَالْيَدِينَ You have your deen and, and I have my deen and we'll reach a happy medium. This is not what is being meant here. And it is refuted by the fact that it could mean hisab. For how can you say لَكُمْ you will have your evil recompense and I will have my good recompense. How can this be accepting of what they are upon? And then just the general يعني, benefits derived from this surah because this surah subhanallah is a marja. It's a source that we take many aspects of our aqidah from, of our firm creed and ideology as Muslims. The surah establishes the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship, the uluhiyya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La abudu ma ta'abudun. And to disassociate and to be free from associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala ana abidun ma'abat. I will never ever worship what you worship. And it also differentiates between Islam and shirk. How can we join between these two? How can we join between these two? And this is a refutation, the surah, to the interfaith movement, which wants to join all the religions together, the Yahudiya and the Nasraniya and the Islam. And they say that we are one Abrahamic religion. How can the Yahud and the Nasara be like Islam? The ones who associated partners with Allah are like the ones who, who worship Allah alone. They are not the same. And also, it shows that there is no compromise or there is no softening our position regarding our deen. There is no mudahana in our deen. And mudahana is to compromise or to soften our position. For you'll see a lot of people these days, 
they may call the the kuffar by a name other than al kuffar they call them مثلا يعني the non muslims they are kuffar allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he told the prophet sallam to call them by this name قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ They are kuffar. And some people, subhanAllah, because their iman is very weak, this word kafir is very heavy on their heart and very heavy on their tongue. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing them as al-kuffar, who are you to be calling them other than that? If I do not compromise or do not soften your position regarding your deen. Also, this surah establishes the aqidah of al-wala' wal-bara' yani al-wala' is alliance and allegiance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allegiance to his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and allegiance to his deen and allegiance to the believing men and women. This is where your allegiance lies and that you disassociate yourself from the enemies of Allah and you disassociate yourself from the enemies of his messenger and you disassociate yourself from the enemies of his deen and you disassociate yourself from the disbelievers in general. Those who oppose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are some of the fawaid, the aqadi fawaid. The fawaid yani, that are to do with the aqidah that are contained in this surah. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك وجزاكم الله خيرا